0: And welcome back, Jimmy B and TC continues on with you until six o'clock tonight here on a Football Friday. It's a rite of passage time to go to the man that knows. Well, he knows best when it comes to picks. Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. He has been hot with the big selections, those big unit plays. A perfect seven and zero on the big play selection so far here in 2018, and another big weekend in front, Lee. You got three more big ones this weekend. Try to get to double digits, making a ten in a row.
1: We're going to see what happens. Um, love to go three and zero, but even if we go two and one, that would take us to nine and one on the year. So um, it, it's it's a great feeling knowing all the time you spent starting in March, going to spring games, and watching films of junior college quarterbacks that we're possibly going to start for teams that 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 work is has really. Led to a great start, winning all three weeks and seven and zero on these big games. So, let, like I said, let's see if we can move it to ten and zero or at, at the at the least nine and one.
0: Certainly would sign up for that before the year, as always. you got a five pick of picks, a five pack of picks coming up here with us today, Lee. But for people that want to get involved, get the big play selections. Let's remind them right off the top here where they can go with you in Paramount Sports.
1: Well, just go to the website, ParamountSports.com, brand-new website that was launched last week. So if you want to take a take a look at it, uh, a lot of free games up there. So let's say there's another game, uh, and there's some really big games going on around the country, you know, uh, games like Stanford and, and Oregon, Georgia, uh, Missouri, games like that. Uh, just check out the website, ParamountSports.com. And this is what I'm going to do. We're going to go through five games. But normally I give out a free game. I'm not just going to give them a free game. If someone has never called my office before, if they call today, we will give them, how about this, three free games. Yes. Two games tonight and one game early on Saturday. Three games for free on me, just my way of saying thank you, and I think I can go 2-1 and one or 3-0 oh for them, and I know if I do that, there's a good chance they're, they're going to want to hop on board and uh, and get my service.
0: That's unbelievable. And and throwing that out there with the way that you've been making your picks with these big games, getting that free opportunity. Certainly do that. Yeah, no, it
1: won't be it won't be the three thirty to five thirty to sure. fifty unit plays, but these will be selections of mine. And all they need to do right now, call toll free 800 800-400-9741, and we'll give them those three free plays.
0: There it is, Lee Sterling with Paramount Sports. Lee, you got a five pack of games for us this week as you do every week, over five hundred last week at 3-2. Let's do that again, or even better this week, and we start in the Big 12, where Oklahoma State a week ago looked incredible in that victory against Boise State. A lot of people thought maybe this was going to be a downturn for Gundy. The mullet is flowing. They get Texas Tech, (laughs) Texas Tech themselves. You know, 56 against Ed Oliver in Houston, with a freshman quarterback, it's just it's what Kingsbury does. Big number, though. Two touchdowns with the Cowboys. Where are you leading in this Big 12 tilt?
1: Well, it's interesting. Uh, Oklahoma State scored 44, and you figured, okay, Boise's going to probably score high 30s to mid 40s, and it, it's going to be a tight game. They only had a 10-yard edge in the game. So their offense was good, as always, but what carried them was their defense. They only gave up 21 points. What they did was they didn't show a lot of their seams until this game against Boise. So give them credit. They weren't going to be tested in the first two games. And Boise, you could tell, was flustered. Now, Tech, now that they've seen most of their blitz teams, um, some of those, you know, advantages will be negated. And how about this? Texas Tech, in the three games, has mustered on offense 31, 32, and 38 first downs <laughs> These aren't points. These are, these are first downs here. So uh, um, Oklahoma State... Is on a two and seven against the spread run in Big 12 play. Uh, Tech, this is where they do their best work. 11 and five against the spread as a road dog. You would think going back over the years, it used to be almost impossible to come out of Lubbock with a win. But lately, Tech is playing better on the road here, and um, you know these two teams just score a lot of points here. Uh, I think it's going to be a barn burner. I think they're going to approach uh, the total on this game was 77 and a half, 78. And I have this game working out to 99 points. <laughs> Oklahoma State winning 51 48. So uh, I'd say go with Texas plus the two touchdowns. Probably a strong one to the over. Also,
0: yes, absolutely. A lot of points in that one. Should be fun as we get the Big 12 started. Lee Sterling with his picks each and every week here on Jimmy B and TC. Another Big 12 tilt as West Virginia welcomes in Kansas State. We saw the Wildcats in that disappointing effort against Mississippi State. West Virginia off, though, last week because of the uh, hurricane and the lost game against NC State. This one, uh, another big number in the Big 12, 16, the point spread.
1: Yeah, West Virginia, 31 or more points, eight times since last year. And the defense has also given up at least 30 points, eight times. So um, they score a lot. They give up a bunch here. West Virginia, only one takeaway in the first two games. Uh, and how about this, the underdog, 18-6-1 run, the last 25 Kansas State games. So the wildcat rush offense is so different than any other you know offense. I mean, a lot of times you think it's like a, a triple option, and you know they taken into the line of scrimmage, and the quarterback goes down the line, you expect him to p- pitch it or keep it, and then all of a sudden he throws a pass a half a yard, a yard behind the line of scrimmage. So a, a different type of offense than you see most weeks, and, They always usually snap it with a second or two seconds to go. So usually less plays in the game here. In the last four games, these two teams decided by 6-1, 1-5 points. I'm going to give the edge here in coaching to the Wildcats uh, with Bill Snyder. So I'm going to say West Virginia is going to win this game 28-25, 16 points, way too many points.
0: Way too many points in that one. Bill Snyder and company grabbing the points in game number three. Another one in the Big 12. We got a lot this week as Texas and TCU go on. You got Texas riding the ship, looking good against USC. TCU, a fluky end of that third quarter against Ohio State. They were right there going blow to blow with the Buckeyes. It's a tight spread, just three points in this one. In Austin, what do you have with the Horned Frogs and the Longhorns? Yeah, I,
1: I don't think there's any other team last week in a loss that gained more respect with people around the country than PCU. A lot of team speed. And um, Texas, you got to be, you know, uh, if you're a Texas fan, uh, happy with what they did. Down 14-3 most Texas teams fold. But I, I think it was more USC just isn't that good of a team. And um, this Texas team, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to stop a team that's seasoned like TCU and has home run hitters like that, and also TCU's offensive line, greatly improved. TCU's won four straight times in the series. I haven't won in five at TCU by a touchdown, 28-21.
0: TCU pulling out the victory and the cover on the road against Texas. Another Big 12 team in action this week here in our state as Iowa State welcomes in Akron. These two teams faced off a year ago out in Ohio. This time it'll be at Jack Trice Stadium Iowa State laying the big number here, laying the lumber with 18 in the hook.
1: Yeah, Iowa State, uh, you know, they're two twin two point, 10 point losses to two tough teams in Iowa and Oklahoma. Um, After this week, you know, they could both end up, Iowa could get into that top 10. Akron, uh, two pick sixes last week led to their first upset. Did you see this? It was their first one over a Big Ten team since something like 18. 76 or 1896.
0: Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. So I think it was 1894,
1: 1895, something like that. (laughs) 1894, 1896. My database went back 30 years. Uh, um, So it it, it, it doesn't go back to the 1800s. So they're probably still celebrating. But uh, Iowa State won easily last year in Akron. 41, 14, they had a 191 to 38 rushing yard edge. And um, they should be at least have at least a hundred yard edge again. Uh, you know, unless something crazy happens here, you know, a couple turnovers again, uh, or, you know, maybe, you know, it's weather related, something like that. I, I do think this is a tune up here for the Cyclones for four to I'm going to take Iowa state big here by 24, 38, 14.
0: And no second-half letdown. That's certainly going to be a big key. You know, if they do have a lead at the half, Matt Campbell, he's going to be talking about that and what Akron did a week ago. We finish up with the biggest game in our state, certainly this week, and one of the biggest ones nationally. It is for the inside lane in the Big Ten West. Iowa welcoming in Wisconsin. The Badgers last week lose at home to BYU, yet they're laying three-and-a-half in Kinnick Stadium, a night game, the latest start-time lead ever in Kinnick Stadium, 730 Central, kick in this one. Hawkeyes, Badgers, where are you going?
1: Boy, the crowd's going to be juiced for this game. <laughs> Usually a mid-afternoon game, they're juiced, they're partying. I've been there before, uh, great pregame atmosphere, uh, but uh, Wisconsin's been tough. I mean, Wisconsin's won four of the last five in the series. Uh, the last two in dominating fashion, Wisconsin, I believe, needs to run to be successful But this Iowa-run defense, I mean, Wisconsin line is great. I mean, they have one of the best running backs in the country. But the Iowa-run defense, after three games, allowing just 42 rushing yards per game, you just watch Wisconsin this year, and something's missing. You would think with all those starters back on offense, uh, they'd roll over people. uh, But they lost so many key guys also on defense. I think they only returned three starters on defense. And something's missing with this team. And now they also have a ton of injuries all across the board, offense and defense. And uh, these guys, it looks like most of them will play, but they're certainly not 100%. And I just think this is the game that I was been waiting for all offseason. I just think they're more balanced in Wisconsin this year. Long team favorite here, Trent. I have Iowa winning the game outright 24-23.
0: I like the sounds of that, Lee Sterling. I would take that uh, in a New York minute, no doubt, with the Hawkeyes winning it outright against the Badgers. Well, those are four picks, as Lee Sterling does each and every week with us here on a Friday and a big week coming up with Paramount Sports and Lee Sterling, your chance to get involved. Your game of the week in the NFL this week, Kansas City looking to go to 3-0 with Pat Mahomes as Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, and the 49ers will be coming to town, the home opener for Kansas City. People want to get that game of the week and those big selections for the weekend. Tell them again where they can go, Lee.
1: Just call the number 800-400-9741. And like I said, um, you want to get that game or three selections of mine, uh, two tonight, one early uh, Saturday morning. Just give me a call here, 800-400-9741. Any first-time caller will get in three games for free on me. That way they can start the weekend off right. because, Like I said, I know if I go 2-1 and one or 3-0 and oh for them, good chance they're going to want to hop on board. We've won all three weeks this year. We're 7-0 on our biggest plays, our 30- to 50-unit plays, and three more go this weekend. So you want to hop on board, use coupon code SAVE300, SAVE300. 300, save 300. You can get two weeks of games from now through Monday, October 1st. Two weeks of games with coupon code SAVE300, just $197. It's all available at ParamountSports.com.
0: Lee, looking forward to another big week out of you. Best of luck at Paramount Sports, and we'll do it again next Friday.
1: Sounds good. Take care, Trent.
0: Paramount Sports and Lee Sterling, your chance to win with Lee this weekend. And those big releases should be a good one. Later on in the program today, right after we wrap up here right before 6 o'clock, Jimmy B and myself, we will be bringing you our picks. Coming up right here around the corner, we'll see if Brinson and I can start to turn it around. A slow start to the year with our picks. We picked the big games here of local interest and some of the big national games also We'll do that a little bit later on. Quick timeout as we come back. Jimmy B and TC. It continues right here. 1700 KBGG. I'm Trey Condon. Welcome back. Jimmy B and TC continues with you until 6 o'clock tonight. Of course, getting ready for the monster matchup over in Iowa City with the Badgers coming to town. Stakes in the first place for the Big Ten West and certainly the inside path making their way to Indianapolis on the line. Joining us right now, From Madison.com, the Madison State Journal, is Jason Galloway. Jason, good afternoon. How are things? Good. How are you? Doing well. And uh, obviously very excited about the matchup Saturday night in Kinnick Stadium. A little bit maybe of the shine on the national scale, scale, though, was uh, taken away with the Badgers loss to BYU over the weekend. Take us back to Saturday. BYU, you did anticipate they were going to be as bad as they were a year ago, but how big of a surprise was it? BYU getting that victory?
2: It was really surprising. I don't think really anyone saw it coming. I actually had a funny feeling about the game Saturday morning. I told a couple people and um, just just had this feeling that BYU might pull off a shocker, but it wasn't really based on anything. I, I picked Wisconsin to win by twenty-one points, and I think you know most people did as well. And um, you know when, when the game started, it was just you know the defense was was making some uncharacteristic mistakes. Uh, BYU was taking advantage. Um, you know, a big interception from Alex Hornibrook near the start of the third quarter gave BYU a, another touchdown that that was ended up being really big in the game. And the offense just couldn't quite get the running game going like they normally do. Uh, so I, I, you know, I think that just it's just one of those games where no one played well. And I think BYU is probably you know quite a bit better than than they were last season as well. So it's going to be really interesting to see for both these teams, BYU and Wisconsin, what's what direction their season goes. Is BYU going to be better than? than everyone thought and be a, be a top 25 team this year. Maybe the loss doesn't look as bad for Wisconsin as we think. And is Wisconsin going to be able to bounce back against Iowa or are they going to lose a second straight and kind of have their season go into a little bit of a tailspin here?
0: You know, going back and watching the game, watching it Saturday with uh, a couple of my Badger family friends, of course they were none too pleased about it. The thing that leapt off the page though, and the television screen was just the physicality that BYU played with and though Wisconsin still was able to run the football and and at times make plays defensively. It wasn't the same physical style that we're used to with Wisconsin. Did you see it the same way uh, against BYU?
2: Yeah, I definitely think BYU was able to uh, to physically get after Wisconsin, and it, it's not it's not too often you you find teams that that uh, can match Wisconsin's physicality. I think BYU's you know. I think BYU's offensive line is maybe a little better than people give it credit for. I think that's kind of the strength of their their offense in a lot of ways, and and they were really taking it to um, a front seven that has a that's has some inexperienced guy up guys up front uh, in the Badgers defense. They they play a couple of retro on the defensive line who are still getting to getting getting used to playing uh, week in and week out. And I think that they took advantage of that matchup a little bit. And um, yeah, I, this is this is a physical BYU team, and, and they definitely definitely showed that on Saturday.
0: So with that, you mentioned uh, the inexperience of that front seven and the 3-4 defense. It's been a problem for Iowa throughout the years. What's gone wrong there? I know Van Ginkle's been a guy that's been talked about a lot here this week, an Iowa kid that made the decision after going to junior college for a year to make his way to Wisconsin. What's the latest on Van Ginkle and just the the health of that front seven?
2: Yeah, well, Jim Leonard, uh, the defensive coordinator, told us on, on Wednesday that um, uh, Van Eagle's just been limited so far in practice this week. so so not a whole lot of information on uh, whether he might play or not he's he's officially listed as questionable on uh, on Wisconsin's injury report. So we're gonna have to wait and see on him. I mean, I think I think it would be a big loss if he's not able to go. They definitely could have used his, especially his pass rushing at points in that BYU game. He went out really early in the game and I think he only played five snaps before he went out and 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 they also BYU also broke off a big you know forty yard run. Uh, to to the side where Van Ginkle's replacement was playing, uh, right after he went out as well, and that led to to their first touchdown. So, um, I I think he's he's definitely their best outside linebacker right now. And 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 against a, a good running team like uh, like Iowa, I think they're going to need uh, need need a guy like that in there. They, I think I think this is going to be a really tough game at Kinnick, and, and they're going to need all hands on deck. And and I think Van Ginkle would be uh it would be really big for Wisconsin if he is able to go.
0: You know, one more thing, uh, back to the BYU game for a moment with you. Jason, uh, I, I was listening to a few of the clips from the game, uh, from the players. It, it didn't feel like, I don't know, maybe it's my vantage point. You could help me out. You were in the locker room. It didn't feel like they were overly down. It's a loss, but for a team that came in with expectations, not just uh, battling for a Big Ten crown, but even bigger than that, the the quotes and the, and the things that I listened to afterwards didn't seem as down as I, I was expected. Take us into that and uh, just your vantage point after the loss.
2: Yeah, that's actually exactly what I was thinking, too, after the game. You know, I was kind of I was kind of surprised that they weren't more devastated, honestly. And I think that, I, I guess that's a good sign when you look at, you know, kind of looking, have, having to bounce back and move forward here. Um, it, it didn't seem like even right after the game. You know, I, I'm sure people, you know, they, they were upset, but but it's not as if, um, yeah, I've been I've been in the in the interview room with with the same team a couple of times where where it was just complete devastation the uh, couple of the Big Ten championship games uh, the last couple of years you know against Penn State in 2016 um, when they blew a big lead that I mean that was just uh, just total devastation in the interview interview room and you could tell people were just uh, some of some of the players were just completely uh, distraught by it and that just wasn't the case here and, and I kind of expected. A little something, a little bit different with with kind of the college football playoff goals they have and how that that's probably gone now for them. I guess if they went out, you know, and, and win the Big Ten as a twelve and one team, they they could still get in. But I, I definitely don't see them being able to do that after watching them play this last game against BYU. So I, I'll, some of their goals might be gone, but but they seem like they are still pretty upbeat about trying to bounce back against Iowa and, and they realize that they still have an opportunity to win the West. You know, they're still. Oh and in conference play and if they win this game they get a leg up on on trying to get another crack at, at a Big 10 title in Indianapolis this year.
0: So what's the vantage point from the Wisconsin side of things Jason when they look at Iowa the Hawkeyes off to a 3 and 0 start uh, played very well in the second half of their games to this point and finally got the passing game going against you and I over the weekend what is Wisconsin saying about Iowa?
2: Yeah, well, I, I think they're really just saying you know, this is uh, we know what we're going to get from Iowa. Yeah, I think I think a lot of uh, a lot of BYU showed them at least uh, BYU's offense. Uh, that there was a, there was a lot of trickery in there. You know, they ran a lot of jet sweep. They ran a lot of misdirection. Uh, I and mean, Wisconsin was out of position a lot, and it seemed like they weren't as prepared for that uh, for that BYU defense schematically as as much as you would hope. And I think that this is a little bit different game in the sense that they know what they're getting from Iowa. You know, I mean, I think Iowa doesn't really try to um, line up and try to deceive you as much as BYU is going to. They're going to, they're going to line up and try to um, try to do what they do well. And I think Wisconsin's sort of the same type of team. And I, I think, you know, in the past we've seen for most of these Wisconsin, Iowa games recently that um, you know, I, I think both these teams, no matter kind of, you know, no matter what the rankings are, I think, I think it's going to be a tough physical game on both sides and, you know, I, I think you look at last year's game was thirty-eight to fourteen, and Wisconsin really just dominated Wisconsin's or Iowa's offense. But um, I don't think it's going to be the same type of game this time around. This, this defense is a little bit different uh, for Wisconsin than last season, and it's going to be a really interesting game to see see kind of what happens here. And, and this is this is Iowa's first really big test of the season too. I mean, they they did play Iowa State, but I think Wisconsin, even after the loss to BYU, is a, a little bit different. Different animal, a little bit different uh, level of competition than maybe Iowa State was. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think right now it's, it's a little bit hard to tell exactly how good Iowa is as well. So I think this is going to be a good measuring stick for for both teams to kind of see where they're at.
0: Jason Galloway with the Wisconsin State Journal joining us here as we preview Iowa Wisconsin seven thirty kick on Fox Saturday night. Jason, from there, a couple of uh, questions on individual players from Wisconsin, starting with the quarterback, Alex Hornibrook. And you talk about that that second-half interception that he had, the numbers we saw a year ago. There's been continued murmurs out there about, boy, uh, with that system and the running game that you have, can't you find anything better at the quarterback position? Has there, has there been a call for the backup? You know, at a lot of college campuses, the backup quarterback can be the favorite guy out there. Has that been the case for Wisconsin?
2: Yeah, I think that, well, I think there's always uh, there's always a call for the backup at Wisconsin. I feel like uh, <laughs> they were they were calling for Jack Cohen all of last season too, mm-hmm. uh, the number two quarterback here. And I, I don't think I don't think Brook, You know, he's had a couple bad moments, but I think overall he's played relatively well. I thought the first two games of the season he actually played. He actually had some some decent games. Um, I think he had one kind of weird interception in the you know in the in the second game there against New Mexico. But but all in all, those first two games were we're pretty solid from him despite only passing the ball 11 times against against New Mexico. But, you know, the BYU game wasn't, wasn't as good. He's 18 to 28. Um, and, and through, through a really bad interception, I, I think that's the one thing you want to see from him is, is just to cut down on those, those bad interceptions. You know, the maybe not as much the one against New Mexico where his arm kind of hit, hit somebody's helmet, but, but, uh, the one against BYU, it seemed like he was just a, a really poor throw and poor decision. And, and it, that was the beginning of the third quarter, where BYU started their next drive on the, on the Wisconsin twenty-seven yard line, and went in, went into the score to go up twenty-one to to fourteen. That was a big moment in the game, and you, uh, you just want to see him eliminate those mistakes after having uh, fifteen interceptions last season, and now now two in the first three games here. So, I I think he's he's still a, I think he's probably a little better than fans give him credit for. It's just a uh, it's just a matter of of eliminating those. The, those couple throws a game that that you'd like to have back, you know. They, I, I think if if they if, if Wisconsin if Gaglianone goes on to make that field goal at the end and, and Wisconsin wins the game, or 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 if they're able to uh, to punch that in the end zone at the end, I, I think people view his game a lot differently because he did play extremely well on that final drive. They they they, they started inside their own ten yard line and he drove them in a field goal range and made a lot of a lot of nice throws and a lot of difficult plays uh, to get them in that position. So I, it's just a little unfortunate. That, that the kick didn't go in and you know he he, he just got to get rid of those, those those bad mistakes
0: rafael gaglione had an opportunity even as bad as it was for that game to tie it up he misses and one of the best kickers in the big 10 missing that kick You anticipate a, a big bounce back from him though nothing lingering and, and especially if this game does come late to a field goal in the fourth quarter him going out there should badger fans feel confident yeah, I think so. He,
2: you know, he actually already has a school record for for game-winning kicks. He's made four game-winning kicks in his career. Um, you know, that was the first time he's he's really missed in that situation and it was pretty surprising, but it didn't seem like it affected him too much. You know, he was actually um, you know, standing in front of the tunnel as, as the team was was walk it was walking off and sort of apologizing to everybody, but uh, kind of all the teammates as they went to the tunnel and and he's just he seems like, you know, uh, a guy that really just just faced up to missing the kick and you know, willingly came into the media room and answered every question we had about it. And it seems like as a as a fifth year senior who's who's been in that spot a lot, I don't think you'll have to worry about him too much. He's actually only a couple couple field goal makes away from from breaking the the career record for field goals as well. So he's he's a guy that's been around a long time, and and I don't think a Wisconsin fans will have to worry about him too much.
0: Jason, appreciate the time here today. Should be a fun one. Uh, excited to get over to Kinnick Stadium for a night game. I, I you know the history. Ohio State last year, Michigan the year previous, Penn State a few years before that. Now it's not a top five team coming in now with the Wisconsin loss, yeah. but excited to get over and it'll be your first time seeing the wave. Also,
2: yeah, you know I I have been to the last the last two Wisconsin Iowa games at, at Kinnick, but uh, you know I, I haven't been there for for a night game yet. So I, I hear it's a little bit different uh, atmosphere, and mm-hmm. you know it's already those, those couple games I've been to and. Uh, that weren't night games were already already a great atmosphere, so I'm really excited to see kind of what Kinnick has to offer on Saturday.
0: Should be a good one. Looking forward to it. Thank you for your time today, Jason. Anytime. Thank you. There's the Badger, There's the Badger beat with Jason Galloway from the Wisconsin State Journal. Always good getting that different perspective, where things sit, how they're feeling in Madison as they make the short track down for the matchup on Saturday night. Love preview in this game should be an excellent one. Can we kick it off already? Boy, this week is dragging on. Let's get through it, folks. Let's get some football. Get football tonight. Browns and Jets. Okay, all right. It's football. Westwood One has it. Those upstart Cleveland Browns. Oh, one and one. Do they get win number one? Does the Bud Light get unleashed? We'll find out tonight. Get your tickets now. Westwood one coverage this evening with the Browns and the Jets on 1700. Quick timeout back with more taking up until six o'clock. Jimmy B and TC on 1700. And we wrap up as we always do a football Friday with picks before six o'clock. Jimmy B is along the way and he is ready with a five pack of winners for you. Jim, you've only handed out five winners this year, five and nine against the number, uh, I can't say I'm much better, though, so... <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been a rough start to the year, Jim. Are, are you ready to it turn it around? Been. Yeah, this is the week we both turn it
3: around, partner. We we will be on fire this weekend.
0: Well, this is what I'm going to do. Though I already okay. have my picks written down, I may change them after listening to the way you explain things because you barely show up for work anymore. And because of that, well, we don't. we're not able to talk through games. See, that's how we were so good last year, Jim. Is 'Cause we're talking our way through it when you don't show Absolutely. up. This is what happens. We go a combined what are we? Nine and nineteen against the points, Brad. <laughs> oh, God, Don't say that too loud. <laughs> well, we're, we're making people money because I think anybody that knows knows to fade fade the picks that were handed out here in our final segment. So we pick five games, local games, regional games of interest. We got Iowa. We got Iowa State this week. We got three local NFL teams on the agenda. Jim and I both picked the same games. We're not cherry-picking our favorites, anything like that. We just go with the way that it is, and let's go first to Ames, Iowa, where the Iowa State Cyclones have been installed as 18-and-a-half-point favorites against the Akron Zips. Jimmy B., who do you like against the number? Well, I really like
3: Iowa State, particularly if they played with the same desire that they played against Oklahoma. If they come out and play like that again, they should have no problem in this game. Eighteen and a half, however, is a lot. We saw Akron last week come back and win at Northwestern. Shocking, but they were able to do it. Look, Akron can move the football, but they're not Oklahoma. They don't have Kyler Murray. They don't have the horses that Oklahoma has. So I believe that Iowa State will win this game going away, and I've got it at like 38-10, 38-14, right in there. So I am going to give the points, and I will take Iowa State in this game.
0: For love of Pete Brinson, I, I've been saying the same thing all week. Have you been listening to the podcast? Is that what it is? is? You're a Steel. Yes. My pick. I think Iowa State. Yes. I, I'm with you. Yeah. I think Iowa State big. The other thing is, if they do have, I don't know, they're up 24-7 at the half, something like that, and Matt Campbell comes in there, what does he say? Don't slow down. Keep the pedal down, because this team a exactly. week ago was down 21-3 at the half against Northwest. Yes. Yes. I mean, it yeah. sets up perfectly. You couple that with the emotion that is going to be in the building in Jack Trice Stadium. You know that is going to be something big early on in this football game. I think they roll. Akron is okay. Yes, they were a bowl team, a 7-7 and bowl team from the MAC, though, a little bit different than a bowl team for the SEC, ACC, a power conference. Let's slow down on the love. They beat Northwestern. Northwestern has some of these stupid losses seemingly every single year. I think this is a big victory for Iowa State, and they need it. With what's ahead of them on the schedule, Jim, the road games mm-hmm. at TCU, at Oklahoma State the next two weeks, followed up by a home game against West Virginia, they have to right the ship here. Get the win and do it impressively, setting yourself up for these, this next three-week stretch.
3: I'm with you 100% on that, and that's why I have selected the Cyclones uh, to win this game going away.
0: All right, Jim, we go next to Iowa City. Iowa is a three-point dog against the Wisconsin Badgers. Now, this point spread had started back in the summertime when it first released with the games of the year. You could get as many as nine and a half, ten 10 points in some shops that you were at. I tried to tell my buddy Chris Andrews at the South Point Casino, who I'm visiting this weekend, hey, Chris, that number's too big. And what do they see? Early Iowa money. And, of course, what we saw last week with BYU beating the Badgers. Mm-hmm. This thing dropped down. It was four to open up, and now it's sitting at three, pretty much across the board in Las Vegas. Jimmy B., this is simple. The wrong team's favored. Iowa wins this football game, and not just wins this football game. They win this football game by two scores. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be a bunch of big plays. It's not 55-24 of a year ago against Ohio State, but Iowa wins this football game 23-13. Got to get my official prediction out there correct. 23-13, Iowa shuts down Wisconsin. Hornibrook does his best Alex Horneybrook impression, which is terrible. And Iowa wins the football game. Late field goal to make it two scores. 23-20, uh, 23-13, Hawks with the victory. I spit it all out. I got Iowa, Jim. Here's where I am on this game. And, look,
3: I, I like the Hawks as well. I love the defense that they played. But Trent, I have not seen other than what we got late in the second half against UNI, a offensive explosion. And I don't think that Iowa can explode against that Wisconsin defense. I just don't think they can. So I'm really struggling with this. I know it's three and a half, and I know that you believe the wrong team is favored. But you know what? I look for a bounce back by Wisconsin. And I will take Wisconsin. I'll give the three and a half. And I have Wisconsin winning by five or six points in this game. I can That's buy- it.
0: I can buy it. And if we see the same struggles out of Iowa offensively against the three yes. four for as depleted as Wisconsin is, it's definitely back to the drawing board again for Brian Ferentz and the offensive staff. What to do to combat those three-man fronts. Let's go to the NFL. And, Jimmy B., I'm going to tell you right up from the get-go, I got dogs a barking this week in the NFL. Woof, woof, give me dogs, and I'm gonna start with an underdog. The biggest underdog of the week, the wow. Buffalo Bills, making their way to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Now, a couple of things play into my decision to take the Bills, which, I, on the surface, seems like an absolutely atrocious bet against one of the best rosters, if not the best roster, top-to-bottom in the NFL in the Minnesota Vikings. Jim, this is a lot of points in the NFL, You've watched a lot of NFL football. I've watched a lot of NFL football. I've seen point spreads like this, and a lot of the times it goes the way of the dog. Not to win the game outright, but the team does enough to win the game, move on to next week. You couple that with the Vikings, maybe in a little peak-ahead situation after playing their biggest rival in the Packers a week ago. Now you got the worst team of the NFL seemingly coming to town in Buffalo, and a Thursday night game next week against the Rams. If the Vikings don't have the best roster top to bottom, it's certainly the L.A. Rams. That's a Mm -hmm. Thursday game, so I think you get a little look-ahead, a sandwich kind of game in between the rivalry game. So I'm going to hop on the points here. I don't love it. This is more of a value pick than it is strictly X's and O's football-wise what I see.
3: I'm with you. Uh, That's a lot of points in the NFL. It it really is. And what did... uh The Chargers went in. Did they score 38 or did they score 34? Because they won like 34 or 38 to 20. So, I mean, and they just lit up Buffalo's defense with their offense. But I think their offense is even more prolific than what the Vikings is. But the Vikings can just wear you down. And you talked about the talent and their defense and what the Buffalo Bills have offensively is nothing. And they're starting a rookie QB in his second start in Josh Allen. It's his first game on the road. I think the Vikings might even shut out Buffalo until the very end. So I am going to give the 16 and a half. And I believe that they will win 28-3. to 28-3.
0: Well, that'd be a cover, Jimmy B. It'd be a cover, and maybe not even an overly pretty one, but a cover all the same. Next up, we go to our nation's capital, the Washington Redskins. Welcome in Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. A week ago, we saw the Redskins not have a sellout for the first time since, well, I mean, you got to go back to the Gen- Jimmy B days. to the last time the Redskins didn't sell out a home game. In 1921. Here goes Green Bay. The Packers... Get the tie. Maybe a little lucky, but you could also say, hey, they should have won this thing at the end of regulation. The, the hit that happened to extend the drive, Mason Crosby had a field goal, though it was 50-plus, to win the game. But yet, their walk away, they're still undefeated, and they live to see another day. I just continue to worry about Aaron Rodgers. One wrong step mm-hmm. on what I believe is a torn ACL. It's no information. It's just what I believe my heart of hearts with the guys playing on a torn ACL, and we've seen guys do this in the past. And If then there's anybody that would do it, certainly it would be Aaron Rodgers. I just got a sneaking suspicion something's wrong with this game. The Packers should be favored by more than three. This line stinks, and because the line stinks and you do that in the NFL, I go the other way without confidence. Give me Washington plus the field goal.
3: Wow. Uh, I didn't see that one coming out of you. I think Green Bay is going to be highly upset just like the Vikings are with that kissing your sister game. So, I think Green Bay will win at Washington and they will cover. It may only be like like a 6-point cover or maybe a 7-point cover, like maybe 28 to 10 or 28-21, something like that. I think Washington will score a few more points. But I think Green Bay is good enough to cover
0: that three. So I'm going to roll with Green Bay. Going with the Packers in pick number four. We finish up with 1700's NFL team. That is the Kansas City Chiefs. They have the home opener after starting off 2-0. and They go to L.A. to take on the division favorite coming into the year. The Chargers, they beat them. They go to a place that they've never been able to win, at least in recent history. In Pittsburgh, they beat them. Now they come home with the 49ers and Jimmy G and company. Maybe Jimmy G not quite at that elite level yet for the 49ers. I think this is too many points, though. I I think this is a value play. In fact, if you play this thing on Sunday, you maybe even can get a full touchdown. Not going to get it here. We make our picks on Friday. The current point spread is six and a half. But as I said, dogs are barking this week, Jimmy B. I'm going to take a play on the 49ers this week plus the six and a hook.
3: You know, look, I, I, I feel you, I understand exactly what you're looking at, but I'm not sure that the 49ers, with the loss of McKinnon at running back, are going to be as effective as a lot of people thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. So with the way Mahomes is playing, I'm not sure, Trent, you can slow down that offense if you are San Francisco. So I will give the 6.5, and and I will take the Chiefs at home in front of a sold-out, raucous crowd at Arrowhead Stadium, and they will be going absolutely crazy.
0: Well, Jim, somebody is going to have some separation this week because we see the week completely differently. Outside of us both taking Iowa State and laying the 18-and-a-half were on opposite sides. I got Iowa. Jimmy B's got the Badgers. I got the Bills. He's got the Vikings. I got the Skins. He's got the Pack. I got the Niners. He has the Chiefs. Our picks are in for another week, and, well, good luck. One of us has got to do well this week, right? I, mean, I would hope so. Unless <laughs> we get a bunch of pushes or something, which, uh, <laughs> in fact, there's only a chance of one push with the Washington-Green Bay game, so... You never know, Jim. We'll, we'll we'll see about that. Are you pumped up? I mean, the college slate isn't great. The NFL slate is okay. Are you yeah. pumped up about? I mean, they're all they're all great weeks in their own right because they're football. We don't get a ton of these throughout the right. year, but just I'm overall. pumped up about Iowa. I'm pumped
3: up about Iowa, Wisconsin. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I I understand what the clones have to do. I was pumped up about Iowa State and Oklahoma. Turned into be a really good football game. Uh, I I mean, am I going to watch Iowa State-Akron? Of course. That's what we do. But, yeah, I can't wait for the whiskey game with the Hawks. Uh, The Green Bay-Washington game, that doesn't do much for me. The Vikings-Bills game, that's a snoozer. But I think the KC-San Francisco game is going to be interesting because I think everybody wants to see, can Patrick Mahomes and that offense light up another team the way that they have done in the first two weeks? Mm -hmm. First the L.A. Chargers, and then at Pittsburgh against the Steelers. I, 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 I am anticipating that game to have some fireworks.
0: You going to watch any baseball this weekend? The what? <laughs> I, I know. I'm, I'm the exact same way. Just, the what? At, at this point, it's, it's so difficult, Jimmy B. I mean, we got, you know, we had Cubs-White Sox earlier today. They have that three-game series. Obviously, the White Sox are terrible, but it just it, it's hard to get motivated to watch baseball with the football on of the weekend. It's, as we like to joke, yeah. Tuesdays and Wednesdays are for baseball. Look, I, I if if if
3: Tiger Woods is in the hunt for ten million dollars at the FedEx on Sunday, well, nope. I will sample that. Well, I'll you have get, it you on. Got, you I'll got have it on a monitor. I'll have it on a monitor at the refreshment stand.
0: Yeah, you got problems. I mean, come on, golf. I do. I do.
3: Golf I do golfer I do, Yeah. Oh, I
0: look, look. There's there's a golfer that's a billionaire going after ten million. Who cares about the <laughs> money, aspect? <laughs> I mean, if you're a Tiger fan, I get it. If you, but why do why do I care that how much money he's going for? Come on, Jimmy B.
3: It's that's just it. I mean, if he were to pull this off, I, I mean, it's the comeback would be absolutely complete. And I would hate to miss that. Looking no, at no, highlights, no, no, no. I no, like no, to no, see no, it when no. it happens. The comeback. I want to
0: see the emotion. The comeback is not complete, even in a tournament in a field as good as that. No, no, no. The comeback is complete when he wins a real major, one of the four majors, not tour championship. Not TPC at Sawgrass. No, no, no. He has to win a true major: Masters, U.S. Open, British Open, or even the PGA. That's when he's back. Until then, don't tell me Tiger's back. He's not back until he wins one of those.
3: Oh my God! Unbelievable. The guy had four surgeries, including back fusion, and you're just crushing
0: the guy. I'm not crushing and him. And here I'm he not, is not making him. a comeback. I love the comeback. I've enjoyed it, but he's not. You can't consider him back. Until he wins the way that he's measured himself his whole career, Jim. I mean, do you think Tiger says, yeah, I'm completely back by winning the tour championship? Come on, Jim. He wants wouldn't to that, win. Majors. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't that I know he wants to win majors, but he can't win a major now until
3: next year. So if he were to win this tour championship and win ten million
0: dollars and beat Who all the young guns. Wouldn't that validate? Wouldn't that validate it? I, I think he, he's already been validated what he did at the British, what he did at the PGA, being in contention on Sunday. That validated the comeback. I don't see a, a win in this tournament saying it's completely back because that's not how he's measured, Jim. He's not measured that way. He's not measured by, uh, he, d- he did a really nice job in the Tour Championship. Remember that? When everybody was watching football? No, nobody will remember that. Outside of the most ardent Tiger fans, you have to do it <laughs> when it matters most, and that's at the majors. It'll be nice. It'll be great. It'll be a fun story. He will. I don't know if I'll watch a lick of it, but... Good for Tiger if that happens, but you can't say he's back until he wins a major.
3: I'm going to have it. If he's in the hunt, I'll have it on one of the monitors. You can count on it.
0: You're such a goober. You are such a goober. Thank you. Get out of here. I need a vacation. I'm sick of it. You do. All right. I don't blame you one bit. I'll see you in Vegas. You going to come out with me? Yeah. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know where I'm staying, but but don't come. I know don't where come you'll down. be. Don't yep. do there. I got it. I know. <laughs> we'll see you, Jimmy B. Talk to you Monday. All right. Have a great trip. There goes Jimmy B. out the door as I follow. Thanks for everybody out there for listening in. High school football coming on the airwaves as Cody and Derek Peck will have the call tonight. Should be a good one. Southeast Polk against Fort Dodge, the beginning of district play and our Central Iowa game of the week. That comes your way here at 6.30 this evening with the pregame and 7 o'clock with the kick. Thanks to everybody out there again for listening in. Thanks to all our great guests. You can check out the podcast page at 1700kbgg.com Find any of the interviews you missed, the picks that we had, whatever it may be. Lee Sterling, he checked in today with his picks. We had some fun with Wolfgang and a whole lot more. You can find that again over on our podcast page. We'll be back at it next week. Enjoy the big one in Iowa City. Stay safe. Don't stay sober. Get loud, have fun, and I'll put on the fan hat. Bring home a Hawkeye victory. Beat those stinking Badgers. We'll talk to you Monday.